can I just admit something? This show you're about to hear, this home time show, I was I was there 100% in my mind, but secretly, uh, so let me just say 99% I was there. 1% secretly looking at guitars on guitar Guitars? Website. Is there a secret thing that you've been looking at to buy? Every, everyone does it. You've always got one little control-alt-tab thing which you've got your eye on. What have you got your eye on buying at the moment, Richie? I think I've talked about this on the show before. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I keep coming back to... Just before you say it, I've got a, uh, a Generation Game-style conveyor belt of different Richie Firth-style items. I'm seeing a petrol lawnmower go past me, a uh, drone, <laughs> uh, something to do with a car. That was, was, was that your shoe? Your shoe. Do that again now. No, no he no, can't, no, can't do it, do it. can he? How dare you do that? You, listener, just heard what he just heard. Motorbike. Oh, Wow. I mean that's a big one. That is a big one. Why is that still a is that still a potential? I'd love that. That would be I'd love to see you it's a pull up here at Golden Square, <laughs> take your motorcycle helmet off and shake your hair down. It's a potential that <laughs> exists only in my head, because if my wife even caught wind of that. I would love it, right? I'd absolutely love it if Leona is on her bike, Leona from the afternoons or mornings or whatever, yeah. she's trying to pull out for some traffic and you just burn right past her and jump in the traffic ahead of her absolutely on your motorbike. Would. Absolutely would, yeah. That'd be so good. Why uh, guitar? What's going on there then? I just got my eye on Guitar. I thought you got a guitar. I've got guitar. The problem is when you've got guitars, you just buy more guitars. There's a guitar called a Gretsch, which is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, heard of that. Uh, I just need to stop looking at it. Stop looking. Stop looking at Facebook Marketplace, Bush. It's either oh, Gretsch oh, guitars. Facebook. Right. Okay. How much is it on there? They're they they're from about five hundred pounds. Affordable, it's, I'd say. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. That's, that's not helped my uh, self <laughs> self restraint. The Facebook Marketplace is a mix of. Guitars that you want to buy, and then reborn plastic babies. I've got an idea. Go on. Push the microphone to one side. I'm going to do the same with mine. If we push it to one side, they won't hear it. Okay. Um, get it. Guess it. Don't take it home. Katie never knows. So I only play it here in the studio. Absolutely. So maybe I'll rent it a flat and visit it at weekends. Cupboard space. So I could just come in here and play it, and then all right. Oh yeah, so I probably won't get it then. In that case, I just here's the podcast. There you go. Piss Bush and Richie. Uh, so whatever song you chose to listen to just then, I want to dedicate it to my youngest daughter, Thea, who has spent all of this morning out in our back garden in her PJ. She's two and a half years old, washing our garden fences with a wet cloth. Like, there's no, no reason for it. It doesn't need to be done. It's kept her occupied for hours. So she's been climbing, you know, kids have been climbing the walls over the past 12 months. We've been searching for different ways to keep her entertained. And we finally hit upon this thing where you just then get her to wash stuff. And she's been washing it. With, it's like Macapaca from fantastic. In the Night Garden. Someone got in touch on text earlier on as well, said that what they do with their kids is give them uh, a bucket of water and a, pa- and a paintbrush or an old, you know, like an, even a little one that you might paint the house with and then get them to inverted commas repaint the shed with water <laughs> and, it, and it keeps them entertained for ages so uh is that okay it's not child labor is it it's not child, it's labor, not child labor because in this case you're getting her to do a job that isn't a thing that's right? a good point nobody washes a fence you don't you, wash a fence you paint a fence you might run seal a fence you don't wash a fence so if i gave her creosote it's getting into the world of child labor so i'm okay it would be child labor yeah if yeah. i get her to go up the chimney that's child, child labor, labor. Yeah. and this is a fine line this, yeah. is, this entire first hour of the show there is that fine line but if you do something which involves uh, cheap child entertainment i think it's worth sharing with the group in the first hour of home time tonight sam says what about this uh he puts toy figures in an ice cube tray 
freezes them, and then he skates them around on the tray, freeze the toys inside a balloon, and then try and get the toy out. Shaving foam with paint do- dropped in it as well. He's got three very cheap child entertainment what ideas. An amazing idea. It's a laugh a minute round at his house. The only thing that I can offer is when I'm getting clothes off the washing line, I just drop the pegs. Literally just drop the pegs onto the grass and then it's go and pick them up one by one. So your game with Rocco is drop the peg? Yeah. Or pick up the peg because you're doing the drop the peg. Exactly. So look, if you've got a brilliant idea for cheap child entertainment, a lot of people getting in touch as well uh, with stuff that their grandparents have done with them when they were little kids, which is lovely as well. Dan's got a great idea. Dan has gone down the uh, the grandparent alley and has uh, said his granddad knew... Sounds like a theme park. It does. I'd go there. Uh, Dan knew... uh, My granddad knew I liked fixing things when I was young. So he used to loosen screws on things in the house and tell me they needed fixing. <laughs> I like that. There's that's great for the kids, but there's an element of uh, jeopardy in case the granddad forgets what he's loosened. Very true. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the door upstairs, bathroom, that kind of thing. Sam Moore has tweeted to say uh, another great uh, diversion is poking spaghetti into an upturned colander. Now another pointless thing because no one stores spaghetti upturned in a colander, so you literally are wasting their time. But it's brilliant. What a great way to store spaghetti though if you were wanting to grab it while you're cooking on the fly like a, a spaghetti uh, um, hedgehog yeah, but one spag at a time one spag at a time but you get there in the end Chris is suggesting testing the felt tip pens to see which ones have dried out so much fun wow. now this is the first one it's not child labour but it's the first one that crosses <laughs> over to mildly useful it is very useful, that, isn't yeah. it? We've got a bucket of pens and loads of them don't work, so that'd be a great way of going through them. Uh, Steve Ross has sent us an amazing photo, uh, a rubber glove filled with water and then in the freezer has created, and um, his son looks very happy about it, an ice hand. Brilliant. Although our producer, Adem, was just saying, why would anyone want an ice hand? Who wouldn't want an ice hand? It's just a sculpture. It's an amazing thing. I'd love an ice hand. Uh, Jill says, I've made a colony of Davids out of loo rolls. They're little tiny people, uh, loo rolls with faces drawn on them, pipe cleaners for arms and legs. Uh, one of them's even got a parachute. There's hundreds of them in her house. Oh, I'm missing why they're all called Davids. Uh, she doesn't explain. She just, she just takes that as, like, standard, wow. as a given, which is quite weird. Please clarify, Jill. Uh, Simon, explain your time waster. Uh, a delivery of a large item from eBay and oh. it came full of those, you know the little pack- package noodles that look like Watsy? Yep. Thousands and thousands of those. Um, and my boys were moaning at me saying, you know, got nothing to do. So I scattered them from the top of the house to the bottom of the house um, and put the, put the box in the kitchen and said, right, fastest person to collect the most gets get surprised and it took them ages oh. to sit there and chill out that's amazing and that's not and that's not cost you anything that's just a, a byproduct of you getting something delivered you haven't had to spend out on tablets or renting movies it's free exactly and when they got bored of that I turned the box upside down, cut some eye holes in it and some arm holes, and they became a box monster. <laughs> it just gets better and better. Wow. And what does the box monster eat? He eats packaged noodles. Yes. Exactly. That's amazing. Can we come round your house, please, Simon? It sounds brilliant. Anytime you like, guys. Anytime you like. See you later. Uh, thanks to Tom Quinn, who's tweeted the show with a brilliant video of him pulling his lad around in a box. Cardboard box. Can't beat a cardboard box. Can't beat a cardboard they box. They love a cardboard box. And then this one here from Tony says, unintentional entertainment this, but my son was recently upset to find a dead spider on the patio. I suggested perhaps he should bury it in the garden. Later that day, I've discovered a full-on spider cemetery at the bottom of the garden, and it's kept in busy for hours. He sent a photo of it. I've never seen anything like it. It's incredible. There's even, like, two pieces of cane twined together for a cross. It's fairly unusual. Undercurrents of Ian Banks' Wasp Factory. <laughs>
Keith says, my grandparents told me if you sprinkle salt on a bird's tail, it can't fly. It kept me entertained all weekend trying to catch a bird and it only cost a box of salt. That's a brilliant idea. Um, not that this is a competition, but Lee in Shrewsbury, I think this text wins for me so far. I draw a fire in chalk on the side of the garden wall and I let the boys put out the fire with a garden hose. Wow. They can't get enough of it, but they are only four years old. That is genius. Yeah, it's I brilliant. I genuinely feel like trying that this evening when you get back from work. It's brilliant. It's a little late, uh, lighter later, isn't it? Uh, Mark on the line right now. Mark, you've come up with an excellent uh, cheap bit of child entertainment. Right? What, what's involved it's, in it? Um, egg boxes and golf tees. Okay, how do they go together? <laughs> uh, well, this was a friend that gave me an idea. She said, um, have you got any golf tees? Because... Uh, She'd found something to do with her little boy. So I gave her all some old golf tees that I uh, wasn't using that were surplus to requirements, and um, he hammers them into empty egg boxes. I presume they take the eggs out. <laughs> it's messy <laughs> and, um, otherwise. He loves it because it's lots of shape, but lots of length, lots of colours, and it keeps him entertained for hours. Wow, and is he making like a little hedgehog here, or is he not giving it an actual kind of name or, or a thing that he's doing? I think he just hammers. Just hammers away. <laughs> the other, <laughs> I think he just hammers away. To be honest, the other thing that he could actually be making is actually a, a very high golf tee. Yes. Well, the way my golf is, I think uh, he's probably making better use of them than me. So. <laughs> there we go. He loves it. So uh, yeah, very cheap and very easy. Nice one, fella. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Thank you. Yesterday, uh, whilst out in the car, pulled into a motorway service station, uh, which normally hotbed for new sweets. Yes. Okay? Uh, if there is a new chocolate bar out there, a new variant of some kind of uh, chocolate sweet, not a variant of something else. Had enough of them right Sick now. of variants. Sick of variants. Keep your variants. But you'll find them in a motorway service. You, you like this kind of stuff, don't you? I um, do. Like... Sweet alchemy. They I mix love, stuff together. Love it. And I saw a new one yesterday. Let me. Uh, I've I bought it. I've not opened it. I thought we could try it together. That is incredible self control. This is the Swizzles drumstick chocolate bar. Do you remember those penny lollies as kids? Drumsticks, red and yellow. Yeah. Uh, you get them for about two p, five p, maybe from the newsagents. Uh, if you'd left it, say, in your pocket for a bit, it would have like fluff and an old two pence piece stuck to it. Absolutely, and it would also have the properties that would be able to uh, extract a filling if you so wanted to. Yes. Yeah, so what they've made a chocolate bar out of that. That's quite hard. That's hard to chew through, isn't it? Surely. Well, we're going to find out. I thought what we could do, just Ooh. before six maybe, is actually you and I try. I mean, I I love drumsticks. I love chocolate. Yeah. Together, not so sure. But it's new. It's breaking new ground. Exactly. So what we could do before we try is to channel and become, you know, find your inner Willy Wonka. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Which I'm not going to say again, because I think I've said it successfully twice. It's the pause. You're putting the pause in there that's unsettling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's to see if you could create Britain's next new sweet. Yes. Okay, so take something, combine it with chocolate. Could it be Britain's next new sweet? And maybe that's the formula. Maybe chocolate when added to something. And it could be anything, but there's been this proliferation of, like, savoury things with chocolate on them. Yeah. Which are, like, now the big thing. So let your imagination run wild here. Hula hoops. Hula hoops in with chocolate. chocolate. That's good, could, isn't it? Could that be it? Yes, a little chocolate ring on your finger. What about this, right? And these, these are sweets that you don't see anymore, probably with good reason. Uh, what about salted caramel? Everyone loves salted caramel yeah. at the moment. What about a line of salted caramel chocolate fags? 
Do you have a chocolate fact? <laughs> chocolate ziggies. How is that ever a thing? You used to s- pretend to smoke them, then eat them. That could be the uh, downfall of it today. It could be, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Chocolate ziggies, but salt and caramel. Now, you can't rule out what Neil's come up with here. Chocolate and Guinness. Oh, that is a nice combination. Now, you see, I heard an audible ooh from our producer. Is, it, is that like a, a Guinness drink, which has got that kind of chocolate thing in it, or are we thinking a chocolate bar? Neil, please clarify, it could go one or two different ways. Infused Guinness cream, I would say, in the chocolate. Imagine the whole Guinness vibe, but when you put your, your pint back down on the bar, you've got a chocolate moustache instead <laughs> of a Guinness beard. <laughs> Miss Manders says on Twitter, how about chocolate-covered polo mints? Mint and chocolate together is a classic combination. They do, but you get the crunch of the polo, I like that. Mike's tweeted and said, how can you forget you did try once before chocolate-covered pork crackling? Got sent in, it was really, really, really nice. And Mike points out, it would also work well with frazzles in place of the pork crackling. Genuinely, frazzles are one of the most underrated treats on this planet. That'd be great, that with chocolate would be amazing. Gonna have to try that one. Uh, Jason's hanging on. Jason, what's your uh, creation, your idea? A cola bottle with chocolate, and you can even elaborate with a caramel centre. Wow, so that takes the face-pulling cola bottle sweet from our childhood and gives it a whole new level. The cola cube. Oh, okay. What's a cola cube? Yeah, I used to have yeah, cola yeah. cubes. They were penny sweets. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, yeah, so look, let me just yeah, get this right, right. The cola, cola bottle from when we were kids was mm-hmm. like a little mini cola bottle. Correct. It looked like when someone's had um, a flush tunnel in their ear and they've taken it out. Yes. And it's gone weird. Uh, so it's not yeah, that. Yeah. This is a cube. Yeah, the cola cube, yeah. Wow. Jason, do you think chocolate and Coke go together as a flavour? Yes, 100%. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. Okay. And have you got have you got any friends in the catering industry that might be able to help us take this to the next level? Uh, Chef UK Carp will have it all day long. Chef UK Carp. Yeah. Who are they? Uh, that is well, that's my business actually. To be fair. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Hold on. So a hang second. on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jason, are you a chef? <laughs> yes, I am indeed. Yeah. Oh, it's a very humble one, isn't he? Yeah. Have you uh, narrowed yeah. it down specifically to carp, or will you do? Do you cook other uh, stuff? No, no. It's it's um, it's. I cater for carp fishermen, so I cater outside events, Bankside, which I've just done. Wow. A memorial match for a friend of mine for who lost his father during COVID, so that was quite special. Oh, that's so, cool. Uh, for, yeah, Ollie it was, yeah. So the, you could be putting these cola cubes with chocolate coating in the next batch that you're doing? Oh, yeah, they definitely eat all them, they would, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Jason. Yes, thank you. David says on Twitter, do you guys remember making a Coke float? Putting ice cream in a drink of cola? How about formulating a sweet like this? Or flying saucers with chocolate dust inside instead of sherbet? Very, very hungry this evening. Now, Neil is hanging on the phone. He's from the Yellow Coloured Cafe in Fife. Uh, He says he's got some intel uh, about the bar. Tell us, uh, what do you guys do, Neil? We run a small cafe um, that does freshly made uh, cheesecakes every Tuesday, every Friday. You had me at cheesecake. So we made it into a cheesecake. What, drumsticks? No, that actual chocolate bar that you're trying today, we actually made the whole thing into a cheesecake. And what's the process of like making it into a cheesecake? What do you do to that block of chocolate that Richie's got there? Uh, We smash that up and mix it into our own uh, blend of cheesecake. So the whole thing is um, smashed up into small pieces, blended up and mixed into the cheesecake. So you've got the bar all the way through it and then spread across the top as well. Did it work? Yes, absolutely. Raving success. Wow, that's amazing. So in terms of the public, they really went for that particular flavour. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we always try to find, as you say, when you find something new like that, 
um, it's uh, it's exciting to put it into one of our own cheesecakes because people see it and they think, wow, well, I haven't tried that before. And they, they, they buy extra slices for trialing at home and stuff. We need to try this next. We do, we do, big time. If it goes well, Neil... Uh, you yep. could be receiving a call in about, about 10 minutes uh, ordering a cheesecake. <laughs> well, we do deliver. You might be a little far from us. Um, We're happy to meet you halfway because it does sound fantastic. <laughs> we'll take the, the show on the road. Cheesecake tour of the UK. Yes, oh, get the boss on the phone. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. We'll happily have you. What is Britain's next new suite? You have come up with plenty of ideas this evening. However... Could it be the one that started us all off? This chocolate bar I picked up at the services on the motorway. The Swizzles Drumstick Chocolate Bar. I, you know, I've been concerned about trying this for the entire hour until we spoke to Matey Boy there from the Café and Fife who said it was a real hit with the uh, with the with with his um, yeah. crowd. Do you know what I mean? There, so. Turned it into a cheesecake. That's it. So, it's time to try it. Live chocolate tasting on the Home Time Show. Yeah. That's what you come to this show for. That's what Marconi made it for, mate. Yep. Oh, Marconi sounds like a nice, like a nice tasty chocolate pasta dish, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Oh, it's it's quite hard to break that open. Three, two, one, down the hatch. Oh, it's got quite a strong pungent um, yeah. childhood <laughs> yeah. like uh, penny chew smell about it. It definitely smells a drumstick. It's really good. It's really good. Nowhere near as hard as I thought it would be. It's quite soft, Fenny. Mm. That was a good swallow. Thank you. Do you want another three squares to make sure? Let's do half, see how we get on and take the rest of it later on tonight. All right. <laughs> Good work. We love doing this bit of the show. On Friday, normally, we do your weekend cliffhangers, find out what stuff you're doing over the weekend that we desperately need to get back to you on, on today to find out how you went. And this is the day and this is the hour where we get back and find out how all these things turned out. First up was, and is, because we're about to speak to her, Natasha. Uh, you may remember her and her family on the way to the snow dome. They had a 17-minute buffer, but did they get there in time, Natasha? Did you get there in time? Well, it was, it was, it was very, very close. We maintained our 17-minute buffer. Right. All the way, all the way there. Um, despite my husband's bit of um, parking panic, when you pull into a car park, loads of empty spaces, but can't seem to find one. The sound of Natasha throwing <laughs> um, her husband under the bus there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, we're all shouting, just park the car, just park the car. Um, so we managed uh, to get in. And, yes, we did make it tobogganing. Yes! yes! That was tobogganing, she said, just in case you misheard that. It did sound something like someone else a little bit. Uh, and then, uh, McDonald's was going to be your backup plan, but why the hell? You could have had McDonald's straight after tobogganing as well and be Go two on. for one. Go on. Well, we, we didn't. We upgraded to um, a local restaurant. Oh! oh. Someone's doing all right for themselves. <laughs> tobogganing in a restaurant. Oh! We, with the success of making it there, we thought, why not upgrade? Love it. We love your brinkmanship, because like you said, <laughs> like we said at the beginning, you only had like 16, 17-minute gap on this, yeah. and yeah. You, you you completely played it a blinder. We we appreciate you getting back in touch. Thanks so much. And well done, your husband, for parking that car. I know, bless him. Let's, let's, what's his name, your husband? Let's give him credit here. Uh, uh, Jonathan. Well Jonathan done, Jonathan. Andy. Well done. <laughs> Round of applause for Jonathan. Nice one, Natasha. Take care. Thank you. Kath and Vicky next. You may remember them. They were on their way to a Norfolk treehouse that they were a little bit worried was a health club and they'd have to be smuggling wine in. Uh, let's catch up and see how it went. How was your weekend up the treehouse, ladies? It was great, actually. We didn't actually have to sneak anything in. They must have watched the radio show 
they knew we were coming because there were two glasses of wine waiting for us in the treehouse. <laughs> Yay! Oh. So we were a bit concerned that you were turning up at this kind of uh, Rainbow Rhythms health club and you'd uh, got yeah. a boot full of booze, but it actually turned out yeah. to be a bit of a party then, did it? Yeah, yeah really, really nice. Really lovely weekend, yeah. And um, you were also concerned uh, that uh, after consuming some of your uh, refreshments uh, <laughs> that you might walk out of the treehouse in the middle of the night. We trust that neither of you have fallen out and you're not in traction right now. <laughs> No, we survived that. We did both. We did, we did pretty well. Yeah. The miracle is that we actually made it home and picked up our children. <laughs> Fantastic children picked up. Weekend sorted. Yes. It was great. We had a lovely time. Thanks. Not long left on the show, but there's one person still to talk to. Yes, been very obsessed with the idea of going to a military reenactment, and that's exactly what Joyce called us about on Friday. She was off to Chorley with other people who were dressing like the 1940s, and she's on the line now. Joyce, how did it go? Um, well, yeah, it was good. Um, we had ten vehicles in our convoy. Brilliant. Were they, were they all tanks then, or was it a range of different military stuff from World War Two? It was mostly jeeps. Brilliant. Did you, have a, you were in one of the Jeeps then. Was it like uh, open-topped, so your 1920s hair or 1940s hair was blowing in the wind? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> my hat nearly blew off as well, but I, have to pin, I had to pin the hat to my head. With I, I had to go into my scalp to hold it onto my head. Oh! oh. Joyce, you really... <laughs> wow, you... you... <laughs> That's dedication. Joyce, can I ask you a military reenactment question? Because you, you go to these events, don't you, where the people dress up from wartime stuff. How do you decide who is the goodies and who gets to be the baddies? I've no idea because I don't get involved in that side of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's only pinning things to her scalp and jeeps, mate. That's fair enough. It sounds like more fun than the other stuff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Joyce, we just wanted to double-check that you had a good time and it sounds like you did. It was brilliant, yeah. When we got there, uh, there were some other vehicles that had gone from um, another um, group. So in all, there was about 30 vehicles, military vehicles there. Wow. Uh, which was really good. And we, we we played some Forces music, so we were jiving. Cause we loved jiving. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Good. When do Richie and I get our invite then, Joyce? When are we coming up? Oh, you can come in any time you like. Brilliant. <laughs> you let us know when you've got another one and I'll pin his scalp up and we'll head over. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another question. Yeah, go on. Have you got a joint account? We have got a joint account, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Two words for you. It's kind of one word stuck together. PayPal. No one ever knows. <laughs> Does that just come up as PayPal? Just comes up as PayPal. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go.